Frankie Edgar is a fighter we need to talk about because I think he is very underappreciated. Because during his MMA career, not only did he become the UFC lightweight champion and defended that belt twice, but he was also one of the most exciting fighters due to his skill and iron chin. Although he was a strong wrestler, he was someone that made fights very exciting. Plus, he did all of this as one of the smaller fighters in the division. Which is why his success continued at 145 where he became a top contender and fought for UFC gold on three occasions there. But he was unable to become a two-division champion, and once he moved down to 135, he went 1-3 before calling it a career. So how good was Frankie Edgar actually? Frankie began his MMA career on July 10, 2005 at the age of 23. Prior to his debut, he grew up wrestling and found success in high school, and that continued in college where he became an NCAA Division I wrestler. These skills were an obvious match for MMA, and that showed in Frankie's first six fights as he won all of them by bringing the fight down, throwing ground and pound and locking up submissions. This led to Frankie becoming the reality fighter lightweight champion and he also defended this belt against future UFC vet Jim Miller. But of course Frankie saw bigger things for himself and that was the UFC. So he tried out for the fifth season of the Ultimate Fighter but unfortunately he was not selected to be on the show. But a month after this the UFC called him and gave him a fight. So Frankie was now in the UFC and in his debut he fought Tyson Griffin who was also undefeated. And this was a crazy back and forth fight that that saw both men find success. But in the end, it was Frankie who won by unanimous decision. Plus, this fight earned both men fight of the night honors. After this win, Frankie fought Mark Bocek and absolutely dominated him everywhere the fight went before getting the finish at the end of the first with ground and pound. This domination continued at UFC 78 where Frankie fought Spencer Fisher and he put on a wrestling clinic which led to the unanimous decision victory. But then in his next fight, Frankie fought the undefeated Gray Maynard who was also an NCAA Division I wrestler. And it showed because although Frankie had his moments on the feet, it was Gray's wrestling that controlled the majority of the fight. And by the end, he won by unanimous decision, handing Frankie his first defeat. Despite this loss, Frankie bounced back with vengeance because he racked up wins against Hermes Franca, Sean Shirk, and Matt Veach. Two of those wins earned Fight of the Night honors. This win streak was enough for a shot at the lightweight championship against champion BJ Penn. And this was a back and forth chess match between the two. Now, although Frankie was pressing forward for the most part, BJ connected with nice counters and defended Frankie's takedowns very well in the first two rounds. And that continued for the rest of the fight, but it was clear BJ was slowing down while Frankie was the fresher fighter. He definitely found more success in the later rounds and even secured the only takedown of the fight in the final round. It was really close and 8 out of 9 media outlets scored the fight for BJ. But by the end, it was Frankie who won by unanimous decision to become the new UFC lightweight champion. Now due to how close this fight was and BJ being a longtime champion, the media rematch was booked for UFC 118. And this time around, Frankie looked more dominant as he found more success with his wrestling and with his striking. By the end, it was a clear unanimous decision win for Frankie. Now his next title defense was going to be a big one as he was going up against the only man to defeat him. So at UFC 125, Frankie fought Gray Maynard for a second time. And this fight was absolutely insane. Gray dropped Frankie early in round one and it looked like the fight was moments from being over. And even though there were moments where it seemed like Frankie survived, he get dropped again and it just seemed like it was a matter of time before the ref would step in. But Frankie managed to make it out of the first and by the second, it seemed like everything was okay because he began connecting with big shots of his own and even secured a huge takedown which is without a doubt one of the biggest highlights of his career. And for the remainder of the fight, it was action packed and very competitive both on the feet and on the ground. And this competitiveness reflected on the judges scorecards because by the end, it was ruled a split draw. Both men received fight of the night honors. So of course the two had to fight 
again immediately. So at UFC 136, they met for a third time, and much like the second fight, Frankie was in big trouble early on as Gray dropped him and looked so close to ending it there. But once again, Frankie survived, and from there, it was back and forth action from the two. But in contrast to the second fight, Frankie was able to get the finish in the fourth by knocking out Gray with punches. This performance also gave Frankie the knockout of the night bonus, and at this point, his career was at an all-time high. But unfortunately, that came to an end at UFC 144 when he fought Benson Henderson. Because despite a very close fight, it was Benson who ended up winning by unanimous decision to become the new UFC lightweight champion. Despite the defeat, Frankie got a bonus for fight of the night. And of course, the immediate rematch had to go down, so at UFC 150, the two fought, and once again, it was a very close fight. In fact, it was even more competitive than the first, and many thought Frankie did enough to win. But by the end, it was Benson who won by split decision. With title aspirations being over at 155, Frankie decided to make the move down to featherweight, and his first fight was an immediate shot at the title against champion Jose Aldo. This too was a very competitive fight that saw both men have their moments, but Jose did a little more, which was enough for him to win by unanimous decision. But once again, Frankie went home with a fight of the night bonus. Regardless, this was three defeats in a row for the former champ, so he really needed to build back his momentum, especially in this new division. And that's what he did as he went on a very impressive five-fight win streak that saw him defeat a young Charles Oliveira, BJ Penn for a third time, which honestly was so unnecessary, Cub Swanson, Uriah Faber, and Chad Mendez. And this win against Chad Mendez was not only huge, but also very impressive as Frankie knocked him out in the first round. During this streak, he won two performance of the night bonuses and one fight of the night bonus. And this was enough for him to fight for the interim featherweight championship against former champion Jose Aldo, making it their second meeting. Once again, it was a very competitive fight, but Jose was doing just a little bit more, and it was enough for him to win the fight by unanimous decision. Regardless, Frankie proved to still be a top contender in the featherweight division as he bounced back with wins against Jeremy Stevens and Yair Rodriguez. And that win against Yair was an absolute clinic against a young and up-and-coming prospect. Things were looking good for Frankie, but then at UFC 222, he fought Brian Ortega, who was a young and up-and-coming prospect looking to become a contender. And that's what he did in this fight as he handed Frankie his first defeat by knockout, which was very impressive considering how Frankie was well-known for his granite chin. It was a moment that definitely changed Frankie's career, but that didn't show in his next fight as he fought and defeated Cub Swanson for a second time. And right after, he got another shot at the featherweight championship against champion Max Holloway. Although Frankie had his moments, it was Max who was controlling the fight with his striking and takedown defense. By the end, he won by unanimous decision. Five months later, Frankie fought the Korean Zombie in South Korea. And unfortunately, he got dropped early on, and although he tried his best to recover, he got dropped again, which forced the ref to step in. At this point, it was clear that Frankie's title aspirations at 145 were over, so he decided to move down to bantamweight. In his first fight at 135, he fought Pedro Munoz, and this was a competitive fight that earned both men fight of the night honors. But by the end, it was Frankie who was able to do enough to win by split decision. Unfortunately, this was his only win at bantamweight because not only did he lose his next three fights, but he also lost all of them by highlight reel knockout. By this point, it was clear that Frankie's chin was done, and at the age of 41, it was time for him to hang up his gloves, which he did at UFC 281. So after going 24, 11, and 1 in a career that saw him become the UFC lightweight champion, how good was Frankie Edgar actually? The first thing I want to say is that Frankie had one of my favorite walkout songs of all time as he walked out to kick in the door by the Notorious B.I.G. And every time he did that, I absolutely loved it. And that love definitely extends to Frankie Edgar as a fighter, because not only was he really good, but he was also very entertaining. His wrestling was clearly his strong 
pursuit, and he showed that time and time again. His takedowns and ground and pound were too much for his opponents, especially since Frankie's gas tanks seemed to never empty. But on the feet, he really made fights exciting because not only did he have the power to finish the fight, but when he took big shots, he would refuse to go out. It was crazy to see him get knocked down and find ways to survive. The amount of heart this man had was amazing, and that's why people loved Frankie. Even when it seemed like it was over for him, he kept bouncing back. And even after losing his title, he still remained as a top contender for years. But eventually, it caught up with him. He got older and his chin wasn't like it was before. It's the tale of many fighters, but I'm not going to lie, it was hard to see Frankie go through that. Because I really think it made people forget how great he was back in his prime. He was a bantamweight who became the lightweight champion. Despite being the smaller guy for most of his fights, he was able to come out victorious many times. And his trilogy with Grey Maynard is one of the greatest trilogies of all time. Yet along with Grey Maynard, it tends to be forgotten. That's why I'm happy to make this video on a legend like Frankie Edgar. And that's why I would give his MMA career a 9 out of 10. But what do you think? How good was Frankie Edgar actually? And what was your favorite moment from his career? But that's all out for now, so I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.